0: This podcast is about voting in the 2021 UK Landscape Institute elections, but the points made probably apply to landscape architecture associations everywhere. My main point is that professional associations can do much to promote landscape architecture, but they need to do it with the support and democratic engagement of their members. So please watch the candidates campaign videos, and vote. Voter turnout is very low in the UK, partly because candidates have done videos which say more about their own careers than about the future of landscape architecture. Fortunately, this is changing. We're getting more vision now, and it's very welcome. The Landscape Institute's 100th anniversary is in eight years' time, 2029, and elections are a great opportunity to discuss where we're going and how we're going to get there. I see two possibilities. One is continuity, and there's obviously a case to be made for this. But there is also a case for change. It seems to me that the Institute has become very respectable since it got a Royal Charter, but also a bit staid. And what we need now is to look forward. There are so many aspects of landscape work that we could be more involved with. Merrick Denton-Thompson, a former president of LI, and Brodie McAllister, a previous vice-president who's now standing to be president-elect, had a recent discussion about this. They review a number of issues, Which landscape architects can, and in my view, should be involved with. You can find the debate in a previous City as Landscape podcast and on YouTube. Please listen to this and also, of course, to the set of manifestos for the 2021 elections. There are links to them on the Landscape Institute website. And try, please, to get your friends to vote and raise the turnout. For this election, above its historic average of 19.1%. The issues Brody and Merrick discuss include climate change, urban design, countryside planning, art and the natural sciences, psychology and the social sciences, statutory landscape plans, natural capital, public sector work landscape education and research, landscape character assessment, and the importance of volunteering and design panels as ways of involving local communities. When the Institute was established, its aim was to promote garden design. Then someone who knew about the success of the American Society of Landscape Architects persuaded the UK pioneers to change the name of the new body from the Association of Garden Architects to the Institute of Landscape Architects, the ILA. This idea came from Thomas Adams or Thomas Mawson or both. To begin with, Almost all the work of Institute members was private and public gardens. This began to change at the end of the 1930s, which was a period of economic depression. The garden design business was drying up, and the focus began to shift towards public projects, which is what our first president, Thomas Mawson, had always thought landscape architecture was. In the 1920s, Thomas Adams had led the plan for New York City and had been director of the regional plan for New York and its environs. He had a very wide vision. In 1939, Geoffrey Jellicoe became president of the ILA. Because of the war, he remained in that position for ten years and had a profound influence on the development of the landscape profession in Britain. He drew on both its roots, by which I mean that he loved gardens and had a great interest in landscape architecture. Jellicoe was a wonderful publicist and communicator. During the ten years of his presidency, he launched the Institute onto a path of development and change. He did this through writing, lecturing and lobbying. He had many friends and through them was able to make contact with cabinet ministers, senior officials and thought leaders, notably Lord Reith, Sir Patrick Abercrombie and Lord Holford. Together they took the profession forward to work on new towns, housing, roads, forestry, reservoirs, electric power and much else. Jellicoe accommodated the ILA in his own office for many years. It then moved to several locations in central London. The one he thought best was 12 Carlton House Terrace. He liked sharing a building with the Institute of Contemporary Arts and thought it a great place for influencing public policy. He was very sorry when the ILA vacated this office and moved to Barnard Mews. I think it was this disappointment that led Jellicoe to thinking again about the role of the Landscape Institute. He thought it was no longer promoting the art and practice of landscape architecture, and had become more of a bureaucracy, with a royal charter and charitable status. He therefore came to believe that another organisation was needed to do the other job of promoting the art and the profession of landscape architecture. To this end he set up a landscape foundation, which still exists and which has done some very good things, including the Capability Brown's 300th anniversary exhibition in 2016. The landscape foundation has been somnolent since then, but moves are afoot to bring it back to life. I hope this happens because the Landscape Institute can't do everything. It's an official body, and it has to work within the tight framework set by the Charity Commissioners. There are some things it can do very well, and other things it can't do. It cannot, for example, be political, and with the growing importance of green policies, one could see their promotion in this light. A single organisation is not enough. Like the US, India, New Zealand and other countries, the UK needs an active landscape foundation, so it needs to be regenerated. My own view is that the more administrative roles are best done by the Landscape Institute and the more developmental, adventurous, forward-looking and imaginative roles are best done through the Landscape Foundation, which the L.I. could help and support. I hope it will. In his book on the landscape of man, Jellicoe declared that the world is moving into a phase when landscape design may well be recognised as the most comprehensive of the arts. Therefore, we are promoting a landscape art on a scale never conceived of in history.